Welcome to the Beyond Jiu-Jitsu podcast. What's up, Kieran? What's up, Adam? This is episode number 18. Yeah, it is, bro. Last episode, number 17, we spoke about uh, when you should start teaching jiu-jitsu. Should you be a white belt teacher, blue, purple, brown, black? Mm. Uh, when you should teach, who you should teach. So if I would recommend listening to that just anyway, because you should, but... <laughs> You know, definitely if you're someone who wants to teach jujitsu or think that you might want to go down that avenue. I mean, I'm just one dude with an opinion, but I think it's worth a listen. Yeah, yeah, totally. And we also spoke about uh, how we really support getting blue belts from online academies, how it's an <laughs> excellent way to improve your jujitsu. It's the way of the future, really. If you've listened currently to every episode except that one for some reason, which would be weird to listen to all of them except for the previous, uh, it's the first time Kieran got heated. Oh, he was so angry. Yeah, I got a little so bit angry. fired up. Yeah. yeah, Kieran's furious. He hates online blue belts. <laughs> <laughs> the only way I could calm him down was saying, look, bro, you can be the mad enforcer. If anyone comes into the gym with an online belt. A white belt gets sicked on him. <laughs> <laughs> what if Eric comes in with an online blue belt? What you going to do? Oh, that's, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> we, you know, we mentioned Eric quite a lot. a lot. The people who train with us would know what we're talking about, but. Just quickly, we mention Eric a lot because he's an incredibly talented white belt, ex-professional basketball player. And uh, him and Kieran train really hard together, have really good roles. Either one of them can win. I heard that uh, he's called me out. Like yeah, he's yeah. listening to these podcasts and he's, he's yeah, called yeah. me out Yeah, yeah, so bit. that's what I was going to say. Oh. He, um, I was just checking in with him the other day and he said, oh, man, I'm listening to the podcast. It's really good. Tell Kieran I can't wait to roll with him. And it's quite <laughs> funny because Eric hasn't listened to whatever, I think it was episode 15 or something, an episode we've recorded but haven't released yet where Kieran actually called out Eric yeah, on the I'm episode. Like, and I'm fuck. like, bro, Eric's calling you out without even hearing that episode. <laughs> <laughs> Come at me, bro. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, nah, I'm scared. Can't wait to have Don't Eric on the show. We will. He's a yeah. superstar. Yeah, uh, just on that, Estonia. if you are a, a big Beyond Jiu-Jitsu podcast fan, we are planning to have guests on the show. I know we've been talking about it a lot, but we we are going to have guests on the show uh, as soon as we can logistically. We're going to bring people in and have them on the show. It's all going to be recorded uh, by video as well. So look forward to that. It is coming Um yeah, moving on to today's topic. What's on the cards today? So we're bro. talking about black belt advice to a white belt. Adam's perspective. Oh, shit. So this is going to be a one-way transmission where you tell me all the shit that I've been doing wrong. and. <laughs> <laughs> so this was you just wanting me to... Give me a... Rip on you for a bit. Yeah, yeah a, bit of a, a bit of a dressing down. Do you but have any advice for white belts? No, I, I do not give advice. <laughs> <laughs> First advice, learn how to tie your belt. Yes. Um, no, so this isn't a uh, bit of a, not generic advice, but it's not, don't think of this as in, you know, oh, techniques you must know, like five mm. techniques every white belt needs to know. That episode is coming. That episode is coming, I'm told. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, maybe, maybe a, a technique will come out, but it's more just advice for, for new people. Guiding in, principles. Yeah, into jujitsu, uh, and there's there's quite a lot. Uh, so and these are just things that I think would benefit white belts, but also just things that I've seen 
along my travels. Mm. All right. A wary road. <laughs> the, the long yeah. road. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's jump straight in. Number one advice that I'm going to give white belts. This one's right. controversial. No, it's not. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. Well, one thing that I just want to want to say is, and it kind of ties into some of the other bits of advice that I'm going to give, is you really need to like embrace the learning of jujitsu. And what I mean by that is kind of just understand that it is an incredibly difficult sport to learn. It's not like other martial arts where you can kind of just learn a set bunch of moves and then you do some Carter exercise thing and you get your belts and two years later you're the 12 year old black belt right it's it's not the case jujitsu is really hard and it's just a forever thing uh, as in the knowledge side of it is a forever thing you can't there's no one in the world even the current absolute best competitors best instructors in the world don't know everything and they're not experts in every different technique and position of jiu-jitsu it's just way too complex and dynamic so it's a forever learning thing right in the beginning though i would advise people to just embrace what you're being told and what i mean by that i kind of i i can't think of a way to explain this really well without comparing it to learning a second language if anyone speaks a second language not as in they they grew up speaking multiple languages but if you've as an adult gone on and tried to learn a second language whether you succeeded or just tried it can be really hard in the beginning learning a second language because you 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 can't help but try to make sense of that new language in your native language you know you kind of try to translate everything and sometimes Sometimes there is a grammatical reason why it's, it's done a certain way in that new language and sometimes it just is, right? Like I'll give you an example. In, in English, you, you put the adjective before what you're describing. So you say like a, a big dog, right? But in Portuguese, it's the other way around, right? You would say dog big, right? That's just the way it is in Portuguese, right? And so when you learn a new language, and I went through this, like it took a long time to sort of really just let stuff sink in and just accept, accept the fact yeah. that it just is because it is, you know, like I had to stop him. But why? But why? But why? Well, because it just is, right? Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes there are grammatical reasons for it, but you're not yet advanced enough in the language to, to grasp those, those grammatical reasons. And it's really similar in jujitsu, Right. So sometimes you, you just need to be on board and, it, you know, as long as you've got a good coach, right, which in the beginning you're not going to know, right, you're kind of just going on faith or whatever gym you walked into. But let's just assume your coach is legit and a good instructor and everything. To some degree, man, just, just take it in. Just accept that whatever they're saying is true and don't worry too much about the what ifs and the buts, right? Because it can be the answer to those, you can just sometimes be unraveling something that's way too complicated for you to grasp at that point, okay? You know, uh, if you ask, oh, but why do I have to hold this sleeve? Okay, if, you know, that might be a question that when it's answered, go, oh, because if you don't hold that sleeve, this will happen. But, you know, you, 
they'll they'll pass they'll do a leg drag if if you don't hold that sleeve or whatever. And maybe that white belt's like, okay, what's a leg drag? Like, well, it's just it's just too much for you at the moment, right? Depending on where that white belt is. So you you just need to in, embrace the learning and just accept a lot of the stuff. It is what it is at that point in time because it's just a, a little bit too complicated for you to explain every single detail, right? And it's the same when you learn a language, right? You don't, you kind of just learn a, a whole bunch of sort of random-ish stuff until it all kind of comes together and forms a foundation, you know? You don't learn every single possible detail of saying hello how are you right and every possible intricacy of greeting and you know and all that before you go on to learn some colors and numbers right like you kind of just learn a bit of everything in it's not abstract it's structured but it appears to be happening in this abstract way so it all comes together and jujitsu is the same right you learn you know, this leads into another bit of advice and I've said this a lot about uh, in a previous episode where we spoke about what you should – I think it was episode eight where we had uh, one of the questions for Ask a Black Belt was for what each belt should focus on. And I mentioned that that advice I give to a lot of white belts is looking at the five core positions and learning a, two, a technique for each and those five are – uh, ignoring stand-up for a second. I know, I know, I know. But ignoring stand-up for a second. We do anyway. <laughs> you got close guard, half guard, side control, mount and back control. Each of those positions has a top and bottom. So you got 10 positions. If you learnt one for each, uh, you're going to have a bit of a better idea. And it's kind of the same in jiu-jitsu, right? You, you kind of l- learn what appears to be this abstract stuff you know, a bit of half guard, a bit of mount, a bit of whatever, and it all comes together. You don't just get taught every single thing possible to know about mount before you learn anything else. Whereas if, you know, so if you don't accept that and if you're constantly what if and but and whatever, it's just, it's, you're just going too far down a rabbit hole in a different direction. Okay. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, don't question every single little detail, but still ask questions. Yes, that is the, the next thing I was going to say. You still want to ask questions. I believe I was one of the annoying students that asked too many questions, so you can learn from from my mistakes. Uh, you know, it's going to depend on you. Some people need that question and answer for it really to solidify in their brain. But, yeah, definitely ask questions. You know, if you've got a good coach, you should be able to. My first coach was good. However, he was not very, like, if you ever asked him a question, even if it was connected to the technique you were learning, but if you asked him a question in class, the response you pretty much got was, oh, book a private. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, oh. Really? (laughs) Yeah. What the fuck? (laughs) Yeah, ridiculous, right? I mean, anyone who's trained with me would know I answer questions all the time. Wow, okay. Right? Don't ask questions mid-roll it's not usually the time or place it's time to roll you know but ask questions but just be willing to be cool with the with a response like oh don't worry about that for now right because sometimes your sometimes your question will be relevant and worth the you know the the answer but sometimes whatever question you ask might be it's just not it's you don't need to worry about that for what 
for where you are as an individual. So one white belt might ask me a question, oh, but what if this happens? And my response would be, don't worry for now. And another white belt might ask that same question and I would give an answer. But those two white belts Mm. are in at different points in their journey. So And me as the coach who's there every day teaching them, I know where that individual is at. So the crux of that is in in an essence, trust your instructor. Mm. I guess so. Don't be afraid to ask questions, but trust your trust your instructor and trust the responses yes yeah. particularly as a white belt because like like you alluded to uh, regardless of your your instructor's skill level you don't really have too much of an option at that point so you should put your faith in your instructor until yeah, you're and I, and educated I, enough to make your own decision on whether or not they're adequate yeah and i and i guess you We've spoken about this before as well about what makes a good instructor and a bad instructor. Whole episode on it, yeah. (laughs) You know, uh, and choosing a gym to train at. Yeah, I mean, I find it weird to think that people would wouldn't trust their instructor because, and I've I've gotten that vibe from people sometimes. I find the the idea of people not trusting their instructor's knowledge or competency in jujitsu weird because I'm like you realize you're paying this dude, right? Like, yeah. why, why would you pay to learn from someone that you don't trust what they're saying is So you've got accurate. vibes from someone before, like oh, a, sometime, a white belt well, or whatever. Yeah, I mean, maybe not the vibes, but kind of just like always questioning everything is in questioning it not from a, oh, but I don't quite understand, more questioning it from a, oh, I, you know. You sure? You sure, <laughs> yeah, right? I'm like, I'm like, yeah, dude, I'm sure, like, you know, yeah, you can pay you, but you're paying me to teach yeah, you to this stuff. Sure. Like what, yeah. what? Yeah. So I guess you're right. You know, just trust your instructor. You kind of sometimes don't have a choice or, you know, you've, you, maybe you do have a choice and well, nowadays you do, there's plenty of jujitsu mm. gyms, right? So you've chosen to train at this one and pay a membership at this gym. Mm. What to then just not trust what your instructor says. So trust that they have your best interests at heart. Right. And unless proven otherwise. Yeah. yeah. You know, and there, there are a lot of what ifs and buts in jujitsu. Yeah. It is super complicated and dynamic. One thing that works with one body type doesn't work for another or works against one style doesn't work for another. Yes. But you know, we're talking about advice to white belts. That's all too complicated for white belts mm-hmm. at the moment. Right. You know, as a, as a blanket statement as white belts ask questions, but be aware that sometimes the answer will be, oh, don't worry for now or, oh, yeah, that's this will happen. But, yeah, because I get that a lot. People ask a question, oh, but then they'll pass you. Yeah, but then can't I do this? Yeah, but then they'll do this. Yeah, but then the, and then this. And it's like it's just too much. Mm. Bro, you, you, just, you can't even hip escape yet. Chill, right? <laughs> let's, just, let's just work on this, yeah. right? Which leads me to another bit of advice, which is white belts, you guys watch too much YouTube, right? Too much YouTube, too much instructional stuff. It's it's fine. I'm cool for you wanting to learn more. However, if you're at a good enough gym, you should be getting enough knowledge from being in the gym or you're not training enough, right? I used to get asked this all the time. Oh, do you, do you watch any techniques online, blah, blah, blah? And I was like, dude, like I train twice a day as it is with a room full of like – multiple time world champions i'm already from the physical gym i'm at getting more information and more techniques than than my brain can absorb i'm i'm, I'm already getting too much 
right? I don't need to then go home and watch more stuff that I can't digest, okay? If, if, you're, if you're feeling like you need to watch stuff online to get more techniques, you're either at a gym that doesn't teach you well enough or they, it's a gym that teaches you one technique and you drill the same technique for three months, right? Or you're not training enough. Okay. And if you're not training enough because work, life, whatever it is, I mean, that's a shame. However, jujitsu is a sport. You need to physically practice it to, to learn the techniques. You can just go study, but you know, you need to get in the gym. And, and if you're not training enough that you're feeling the need to go online, that's cool. Watch and try learn. But if you're not, if 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 that's already the case, you're probably then not training enough to have become physically competent in the stuff you've learned physically in the gym as well, mm. right? So maybe you should learn that stuff. Oh, I get so, too much YouTube, man. Too too much. You should be learning. But also, a- not enough. <laughs> also, not enough. If you are a white belt and you're listening, subscribe to me on YouTube. Yeah, that's but, at yeah, Kieran yeah. on YouTube. <laughs> Your YouTube's different though. Your ju- <laughs> it's, it's better. Yeah, yeah, it's better. Your no, when I yeah, your YouTube is not. I'm not like, trying to teach you. Yeah, like it's not an. In- I mean, it might stuff. have the odd like uh, it might have the odd video on there that has you know myself or another good friend of yours, Jeremy Skinner, or someone on there as a guest teaching a technique. Like that might be an ep- uh, uh, a video on your channel, mm. but you're not an instructional channel. Yes. You, right? You're, you're Jiu-jitsu, entertainment, news. Exactly. That's, nutrition. that's different, right? But Shameless plug. You know, I often get – yeah, shameless plug. No one yeah. is shameless, bro. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> there's, uh, there's just too many – white belts, spending time, trying to learn techniques on YouTube. Like it's, it's now, okay, okay. I want to, I want to counter this a little bit. What if I am addressing a specific problem? Like I've done this in the past. Like I have dealt with, and I think I've spoken about this on a, on another episode where I've dealt with um, like, I'm coming up against a training partner consistently that is just smashing me with a specific technique. So what I've done is I've gone on YouTube to research a counter to that very specific technique instead of you know coming to you and saying hey what do i do in this very specific situation against this very specific thing well that's different like you as you're probably a bad example for i am i do set a bad example you do you set a terrible example you're a bad example for this statement that i'm making because i know how much you train right so you're someone who even as a white belt has gotten to the point where you can kind of go off and do a bit of self or self research. If you will, you, you can go try and start the process of problem solving on your own mm. and looking online, you know, looking in an encyclopedia or whatever to try <laughs> find an answer, which then will usually result in you asking me about it anyway. Yes. Right. Yeah, Correct. That that's fine. You're you're trying to solve a very specific problem with one particular training partner that you train with all the time. Mm. And I went through that too, right? I mean, when I was a, a white belt though, we didn't have this amount of online yeah. knowledge. Yeah. So my only option was to ask the coach who would then ask me to book a private. But <laughs> fuck, I um, can't get over that. But what I mean is I get a lot, a lot of white belts looking online almost for the the that the 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 magic yeah bullet, okay right? I, I, and, I think I understand and, the difference and now. a big problem is 
is clickbait, right? Yeah, like you know? top five submissions for white belts or yeah. something. Yeah, and I'm well, well, yes and no, right? There's 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 two different types of clickbait, which you and I had a conversation about this a, a couple of weeks ago. Not on the podcast, just in we converse sometimes. We're not sometimes sometimes off air. We confer. We try to avoid it. Yeah, but we sometimes talk. Save it for the podcast. Bro. <laughs> yeah. Um, every time someone starts a funny anecdote, we're like, whoa, 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 whoa. save it for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and we still have fuck all. <laughs> um, but we were talking about obviously you know a lot about this sort of stuff being uh, in the videographer YouTube. Uh, realm yeah. realm right we have two different types of clickbait but you know when people think about clickbait they often think of the negative form of clickbait which is something that's misleading mm-hmm. right you then have good clickbait which the idea is just to get someone to click on something because you want people to watch it it's just yeah. you know good clickbait is is just a, a very well thought out description yeah, of a an video tool yeah mm-hmm. whereas bad clickbait is lies lies right and yeah so white belts going down the negative form of clickbait and they're just trying to find this magical technique that guaranteed to always work to open someone's closed guard or guaranteed to always pass pass someone's guard or whatever man those techniques don't exist if there was a technique that worked all the time it would be the only thing people would need to learn and the only thing people would do in jiu-jitsu why do you think jiu-jitsu is so dynamic and complicated and complex why does it take 10 years to get a black belt yeah it's because like not everything works all the time against every different opponent or or whatever it's yeah, 100%. It, it's so complicated so trying to you know so trying to find that that magical technique you know and yeah, it's just too much YouTube. I think I in a way, like sorry to in, interject here, but in a way for some people it may be a form of impatience as well because if you start training well, jiu-jitsu and you get super keen on it but you're getting smashed, you're like, fuck, like how, how do I fast track this? But what you got to yeah. realize is you got to eat some humble pie. you got to fucking be the white belt for, you know, a year or more. Like yeah. you have to go through that. And I guess that – comes back to what I said right at the start, that it is this long, never-ending learning thing. I don't want to say there's no way to fast-track it, but there kind of isn't a way to fast-track it. Without doing the work. Yeah. There's uh, – the last few episodes, actually, I've continued to mention Arnold Schwarzenegger. I don't know why. (laughs) But he's got a very famous speech. I think it was one he gave at a, a university or something. And it's his tips for success or whatnot. But one of the one of the things he essentially says is is there's no there's no way you can succeed without putting in the hard work. Like you've got to you've got to do the work, bro. And jujitsu is a perfect example of that. Uh, the only way you can fast track it, you know, is, is if you do more. Is kind of more. if you do more. I don't, mm. you know, do more intelligently. I'm not saying just bash your head against the wall. Yeah. But yeah, there's that sort of impatience does happen right people you know get smashed they've been training three months they don't feel the progress or whatever man it is a long journey right so man even i've fucking had those periods where i came to you having a sook that i'm not progressing and it's only been like two weeks or some shit (laughs) yeah man i've I've fallen victim to that yeah for sure bs mentality if you do want to be on youtube for jujitsu entertainment that's fine yep you know but don't be the dude who 
every time he's coming into class, you know, saying they saw this on yeah. YouTube and whatever. Or if you are, at least tell me who it's coming from. I say this all the time, mm. you know, because often you get not even just white belts, you get other belts as well. I saw this and they try to explain the technique. They can't even show you. They can't find the video to bring it up to show you. Tell me who it's from, you know. That's what I always say. If yeah. they go, oh, I saw this, it's from, you know, Marcelo Garcia. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, cool, it's good. Right? Mm. Or saw this, it's from the Mendez brothers. It's from like Art of Jiu-Jitsu. Yes, it's good. Like I don't even need to see it. You don't have to explain saw it this, to me. this, it's from Gary's Jiu-Jitsu Backyard Adventures. Yeah, yeah. I might be like, <laughs> oh, I don't know, right? You know, yeah. so. It's called the Tarantula? Tarantula <laughs> Guard? Tarantula Guard meets Panda Guard. Who will win? I saw, bro, I saw. Not uh, the fucking panda guard again. Oh, uh, you've just, <laughs> remi- yeah, you've just reminded me. I saw one. You don't know what we're talking about. It was way back early days, I think episode number two even. We started talking about uh, panda guard uh, and Adam Adam was complaining that it doesn't exist. I saw one today on Instagram and I almost commented on it, but I didn't because I'm not going to mention any names. And by the time this episode comes out, the anyone who follows this Instagram, the video would have come and gone. Well, it doesn't even matter if people know what I'm talking about. But anyway, I saw a video. It was like a a, a back take or a leg drag or something from and it said from seventy thirty guard. Do you use this guard? Seventy thirty. Yeah, and for those who don't know, there's positions like you know and you have 50 50 80 20 90 10 right these are kind of 50 50 leg lock positions but it was 70 30 so i kind of at first assumed it was something to do with those sort of positions 65 35. and yeah <laughs> and it's from like a, a an instagram or a gym that is definitely credible right and i watched it and i was like i almost commented and i was like you mean fucking X guard? It was literally it was X guard. It yeah, was right. it was X guard. Then when you go from X guard, essentially like to the back, and they fall over, and you turn it into a leg drag. And I was like, "What do you mean, freaking seventy thirty guard? It's bloody X guard, bro." How did I get on this rant? I don't even know. <laughs> How did I get here? Panda guard. Panda I, guard. I, you started it. I you did. said tarantula guard. Panda guard. Seventy thirty. We're talking guard. about people bringing in techniques, not even having the video ready not yes. really being able to explain it and you're frustrated because they're asking you a question, but the question's not really going anywhere and they just want you to fill in, like give them a you, solution to some problem. You've just reminded me of like a game I wanted to play and I'm annoyed that I didn't remember it before. Um, it's like when, Call of Duty. What are no, we, <laughs> where are we going <laughs> Have you heard of Tetris? <laughs> um, and it was... It was when we recorded an episode. Uh, I can tell you which episode it. What was it? I'm, where I'm we pretty d- sure you spreadsheets out by like one episode. Do you think? Is it? Yeah, yeah. You straight up is because I edit these videos and upload. I know them you edit like, them. And Are you're they like, out this was by episode one? eight. I'm like, that's 100 percent episode. Hang seven. on, hang on. Let's <laughs> let's let's do. Who? I'm going to take a poll. Do people side with the black belt or the white belt? No, 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 no. No, no. It's Kieran does. The producer. Kieran does. Because you edit said them. Uh, the Q and A episode was number eight. It was definitely number seven. So you're out by one. It is. How did I get out I by one? Know. I'm going to, you know what? You messed with my spreadsheet, bro. I, I probably did. <laughs> no, this you are because now, now nah, I'm on Spotify. So anyone who listened to the last episode, yeah, I was out by one because yeah. on Spotify, the Ask a Black Belt Q&A was episode seven, seven yep. which it says it's episode eight. And then I'll, the cross I'll training, it. you said it was 11, but it was definitely 10. Shit. Yeah, man. So everyone who listened to the last episode, we've lost them as listeners. Yep, they've your credibility is gone. They don't even God. think you're a black belt now. 
They think you're I'll one. You, they think you're a brown belt. You see one out. <laughs> I will. Um, I'm pretty bad at spreadsheets. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, you know why? It's because I'm bad at spreadsheets. You like create an extra column. Everyone's like Wait, super no, fascinated, you know, like you know, listening to your fucking recount on, on assessing you, your spreadsheet. You know yeah. what? Everyone listening to this, I'm I'm very bad with spreadsheets, right? I'm actually terrible at them. And uh, you know why? I'll tell you now why. Because we've got the column that says the episode number mm. and that's not the column I was reading. I was reading uh, the column number noob. and then it doesn't take into Begin account, you know, the, yeah. the title name. Begin yeah. a mistake. Anyway. So uh, Ask a Black Belt was episode seven. Yes. Anyway, what was I talking about? Man, you were talking about people showing you shit techniques and then we went on a riff. But, so, oh, the game I wanted to play. Right. So we had an episode uh, where we – I forget which episode it was, but uh, we were talking about that the episode where we talked about Panda Guard and instructionals and people making up names for shit. There was ages ago, years ago, there was a – let me see if I can find it. It was a 10th planet – because if you don't know, 10th Planet Jiu-Jitsu by Eddie Bravo, mm. they have lots of weird names oh, for yeah. their techniques. Um, They're like and, infamous for it. Yeah. Uh, and it was someone – I'm just Googling it now. I don't know if it will come up straight away. But it was someone did this like little game where you had to <laughs> – you had to guess if the 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 two words – no, you would like say a, a name – and you would have to guess if that was the name of a 10th planet technique or a strain of weed. <laughs> you know, because uh, yeah, Eddie Bravo yeah. as well being a big uh, pot Pothead, advocate. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, in, in the US where heaps of states weed's legal, right, they have all wacky names for these strains of yeah. weed. So you'd say like, you know, whatever, the glacier, you know, and you'd have oh, to guess right. is that is – and then I would say to you, Kieran, the glacier, is that a 10th planet technique or a strain of weed, right? Oh, that and, sounds like a great game. Yeah, but I mean I just – just did a, a quick Google, but it didn't come up. But uh, that's hilarious. I mean, you could obviously quite easily put it together. Just get those two different names of stuff. But <laughs> <laughs> we should do something yeah. like that. I they think. actually they have a technique called the douchebag, oh the tenth planet technique, which is actually I'll show you it one day. It's actually quite funny. Um, it's uh, from an armbar, like a regular armbar is in. Uh, like if you imagine one from mount, so your opponent's okay. flat on their back. Yep. And you take your leg that would be over their face where your hamstring would be over their face mm -hmm. and you take it off their face and you put the blade of your foot into their neck, into the side of their neck to use that as leverage to, oh. to, to like not stomp but, but you know, push the blade of your foot into the, the side of their neck up in under their jawline so you can break the armbar grip. Oh, shit. Yeah, I mean – it's you're because you're allowed to put the blade of your foot into the neck, okay. right? Uh, it it seems really good on paper. It's not the best grip break because you take that whole leg off the head, which and affords they can sit up, right? Yeah, it affords a lot of control in in breaking an armbar grip. Mm -hmm. But anyway, that's called the douchebag, and yeah. for obvious Aptly reasons, named. right? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, moving on. What's your next biggest advice to a white belt? Well, it depends. What was my last one? <laughs> <laughs> Less time on YouTube. Yes, uh, and then from that. Oh yeah, so we said embrace the long learning. Mm -hmm. uh, you got to trust your coach. Mm -hmm. Don't ask too many questions, but also ask questions. Mm -hmm. Less time on YouTube, right? And that was connecting to right. So then, when you are learning those those techniques or whatever, 
depending on the technique, right, they, sometimes they can be really complicated or it's going to depend on your coach as well. Even a basic technique can have a lot of complexity to it and you could spend a lot of time uh, explaining it. I used to always say that with Fabio being such a high-level instructor, I would even, when I was a purple brown belt, I would say, man, Fabio could still probably help my hip escape. You know, like yeah. even like a basic movement like a shrimp, yeah. Fabio could probably still give me more details, right? <laughs> so there's always lots of details. And some coaches teach where they overwhelm you with details. It's a bad coach, by the way, especially if you're teaching a, a white belt. Mm. Uh, so sometimes it depends on you as an individual, as a, as a learner, I personally like to learn in a lot of detail, but sometimes it's not that important. And if you're someone who doesn't like to learn that way, really try to understand concepts. And I know that's kind of like, you know, saying the same thing over and over. People talk about the concepts and learning concepts and principles, but it can go a long way. It can, yeah. I'll give you an example. Something like just under. let's say you can't remember how to open someone's closed guard or something. But you remember the core principle of that there's a battle of posture going on, that they want to break your posture most of the time and you you want to be postured. Or another one like, you know, half guard, staying on your side and not letting them cross face you, yeah. right? I mean, some, you know, sometimes very rarely, there's always exceptions to the rule, right? Where, you know, deep half guard, you want to be flat on your back, which is kind of why, again, leads me to back to don't ask too many questions. You know, if your coach says half guard, you always want to be on your side, you know, yeah, there's exceptions to that rule. Don't be, oh, but what if, you know, just, mm. yeah, cool, man, you want to be on your side and not get cross faced. Mount, you don't want them to have, you know, be high, high mount, mount yeah. right? You know, or, and then conversely, like if you're half guard on top, as a rule of thumb, you want to be hugging their head. Yeah, not always. There's plenty of half guard passes where you don't need to cross face someone, but we're talking to white belts, right? Yeah. We just want to give them very easy to digest chunks of information or, or concepts, right? So if you struggle with the little details, if you can embrace those concepts that more or less hold true forever in jujitsu, regardless of the technique then you're, you're not doing. you're going to be lost. Yeah. In a position. Yeah. A good example for that for me is when I, when the concept of guard retention really sunk in, uh, in terms of keeping everything on the inside of like keeping my knees to my chest and trying to keep my control, particularly for no gi on the inside of my opponent. So keep my hands on the inside, keep my knees on the inside. So I, I maintain inside control. Yep. And that was a big turning point for me. Yep. And then, yeah, so sometimes, you know, and that's actually, I believe it's a, a very important uh, idea to really, really grab hold of because I also think that is why a lot of lower belts are becoming exceptionally good at a high level so early. What I mean is why we're seeing purple 18 year old purple belts be able to go toe to toe with like dudes who have been black belt for a decade and successful black belts uh because on paper you go well it should add up yeah there's a bit of an age difference but you know uh, it's not like you know the 30 year old has no more testosterone and can't you know, oh yeah, go, some people are in their prime in their thirties. Yeah, even. so it's not. Yes, there's an age difference, but it's not like that's the defining factor. And you go, well, how is it possible that that eighteen year old is being able to 
to to go toe to toe with that credible black belt or not even credible but that like world champion black belt right mm. there's like they haven't been alive for long enough to learn as much as that dude and i i i honestly believe it's because they they spend a lot of time just understanding fundamental like concepts and principles i'll i'll give you an example uh if you look at for example, I, I haven't watched and gone through Gordon Ryan's passing instructional, but I've watched essentially the, you could call it the trailer for it. It's not really a trailer, but like a little five-minute video where Gordon's with Bernardo talking about his uh, his passing system. Mm-hmm. And it's not even like he's teaching you, you know, this technique and that technique, at least in this little five-minute thing, right? So there's maybe people listening who have watched the instructional who – could correct me feel free to send in a question if you want to correct me (laughs) but in that little five minute video it's essentially the concept of him pummeling right is the system it's not even you know so it's almost the newer way to learn opposed to where it previously used to be very linear in terms of you do this they do this and that still happens but overall I believe why these people are getting so good so early without having learnt as many techniques as these more advanced people is they just get really good at being like, okay, as long as I understand this concept of pummeling and inside control, I'll then that'll then lead me to here. Well, yeah. And I was explaining that to you a while back in terms of that, um, you know, chest heavy pressure passing, head, shoulders, forward passing. If we just operate in that inner thigh region, if we can get past the feet, and then past the knee line. And so we're in between that inner thigh and we're operating inside the knee and hip area. Even if we're not executing a specific technique, like, you know, that just controlling that domain is going to lead to an over under or a stack pass or a throw by or, mm. or, or whatever. Right. And I believe that understanding of concepts is why these young guys get so good so quick. 100% because you're not relying on specific things to occur. So, okay, oh, okay, I recognize this, action A occurred, therefore my response is B. Whereas if you understand concepts, you don't need to have seen the specific response before because you understand, okay, conceptually, so long as uh, I meet criteria X, then I can move on to position Y. And it's kind of... I'll give you another example for those who have ever rolled with a wrestler as in like a US college wrestler. uh, They are so hard to control because of just something they have ingrained in them from wrestling, which is that they, they're not allowed to have their back on the mat. Like they, you go, cause in wrestling you lose when your shoulders are pinned. Right. Mm -hmm. So they just have this ingrained concept of, of no matter what, get your back or get your shoulders off the mat. And obviously, you know, if they're inexperienced in jujitsu, that leads to them often giving you their back or getting choked or whatever. But, you know, if you pass a wrestler and then, or they're half guard on the bottom or something, let's take, yeah, let's take half guard, for example. It can be incredibly hard to pass them because you can't even flatten them out. Mm. And, you know, as a blanket statement to white belts because we're not going all the over the what ifs buts and this and that there's plenty of ways to pass half guard without your opponent's back flat on the mat but as a general concept if you can flat them out right 
it's easier to pass. So you get a wrestler who just has this ingrained concept of, of not having their shoulders on the mat and that all of a sudden them having that ingrained in them leads to them escaping side control bottom and, you know, their ability to get their shoulder off the mat, then that connects to the technique of escaping side control. So understanding those core concepts is really important. I know that is something that, you know, people like a broken record, they say that all the time, concepts and principles, and that can be super clickbaity as well. But obviously in this platform, I've, I'm at, I have the privilege to explain it a little bit more why I think that's super important. Yeah. And it's also just good advice because it can be an easier chunk of information just to remember. doesn't mean you're, 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 it'll become autonomous yet in your jujitsu, but it can be easier just to, you know, embrace like, okay, half guard on bottom, be on my side, don't let them cross face me, opposed to saying like, okay, you're going to be on your side and then grab this sleeve and then do this yeah, and exactly. this, and then you come yep. up onto your elbow, blah, 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 to do the, to remember the half guard sweep, the specific yep. half guard sweep. So look at concepts and then when you get more experience in those positions, then you can fill in the, the gaps in knowledge in the detail. Yeah, yeah, that would be, and I think, Honestly, that for me would be advice even to higher belts, you know, like I've, I've worked with, with higher belts where I'm explaining those concepts. The one that I just spoke with you about the operating in past that knee line, mm. you know, in, in terms of passing, right. Uh, I've been working with a brown belt on that same thing, you know, about clearing the knee line, knee line. It's my new, it's my new, uh, buzzword, buzzword that, thank you. You know, it gets talked a lot about in leg locks, right? The knee line. Well, I think it's super crucial in passing and in guard retention as well. Uh, but anyway, that's a whole different rabbit hole to go down. <laughs> knee line, buzzword. Concepts, bro, get on them. Next advice I would give you. Well, actually before, do you have any other questions about that? <laughs> I've, I've been told not to ask questions. <laughs> Good. Therefore. So that was a trick question. You stay in line, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that reminds me of a comment I got on YouTube that was like along the lines of uh, white belts should be seen and not heard. Oh, oh yeah, I remember yeah, you telling me that's yeah, so yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. And this mean, was, to me, like this, this comment was from, to give context, was from a black belt who owned his own gym as well. What an absolute douche, man. Mm. Um, who who was it? Uh, let me bring up something that a student sent me. You've, you've just reminded me of something as well. And it's kind of a similar thing about, you know, lower belts getting in line essentially. And it was from Reddit. Oh, I thought you gonna I thought you were about to out a student like oh this, no, no, no. this it was, student messaged me and no, fucking no. get in line live on air. <laughs> no, read no. it out. <laughs> he he sent me this from Reddit. Jamie, pull that up for us. Just look God up just look it. up jujitsu Reddit. You should be able to find it. Jamie oh, would be able to find it. It was that. a story, so it's so it's gone. Uh, but it was um it was essentially uh it was a similar thing, right? With a, it was a purple belt in this case, and essentially getting for asking or saying something, the head coach was like, you know, putting him in his place. And the student sent me the story and said, "What do you think about this as a gym owner?" And I was like, "Well, didn't I send you that?" <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I yeah, I think it was. Wasn't this with the the purple belt? 
Was it you who yeah, sent I me? Yeah, I sent that to you, you asshole. Yeah, it was I mean, the, I've got so many friends, Kieran. I oh, can't keep shit. up with them all. Yeah, 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 no. yeah. I sent that to you. Um, fuck. It's some, some random student just sent me this thing. It was me. <laughs> I sent you the story off Reddit, and it was about how a purple belt got – I've got it right here. This one right here? Yeah, yeah that's bro, it. that was me. Oh, oh okay. Shit. So it was basically to, to, <laughs> <laughs> to summarize uh, the, the general vibe of the story is uh, a purple belt uh, recently joined a new gym. Um, it was only his third time training there and um, he had a high level, another high level belt come at him. I think it might've been another purple belt or maybe, maybe even a brown belt. And this guy was going really aggressive from the outset. Like in the words of this purple belt recounting the story on Reddit, um, basically in his opinion, and he used the words like uh, it was too dangerous. He was coming at him with extreme pressure, heavy neck grabs and uh, struck him a couple times to um, uh, when they separated from a takedown. Basically it was, it was harder than he'd ever experienced even in competition. So mid roll, he wanted to stop the role. He was like, yeah, this yeah. is too dangerous, not comfortable. And he went up to the instructor and, and uh, he said he, he went to his coach, a Brazilian guy, and said, you know, that he 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 didn't feel safe. He didn't he didn't want to roll with this guy. And the coach's response was effectively um, that this this other person he's rolling with, he, the coach basically said that he's my friend. He's very experienced, um, you know, and that basically put it back onto the purple belt. Like you've only been coming here a couple times. Like as the instructor, this is who you you need to roll with. I, I determine who you roll with. This is who you're rolling with. Um, so he was pretty much a, uh, in his told own to, words. Told to shut up. Yeah, right? he's told to shut up. He's told to fuck off and he walked out of the gym. Yeah. Basically, that's and the just end of it. The fact that, that you got the comment saying white belt should be seen, not heard. It's yeah. like that would come from this sort of instructor. Yeah. Right? Ridiculous. And I think when you sent me that, I wrote back, you know, well, without knowing the full context, either this guy doesn't realize he's doing jujitsu and he's been kind of um, – He's been his his previous jujitsu has been silver spoon in his mouth, sort of a little too like mm. babied, and now he's gone into a proper competitive gym, and he's not ready for what it's actually like. Mm. But more, I find that hard to believe the fact that he said this is harder than I've experienced in competition. So this dude's, by the sounds of it, competed before. Mm. So I don't believe that's the case. More likely, this coach or gym owner is an absolute prick, and you know, unacceptable. And probably thinks white belt should be. He's probably the guy who yeah, commented the same on guy, your YouTube. Yeah. He yeah. probably is. Yeah. <laughs> now the guy that commented was not Brazilian. He's actually from Texas, I think, or somewhere somewhere. Dude, don't make with Texans. They got guns. Yeah. yeah, man. He he was hardcore. Like he. he and you're not in the navy anymore. You lost yeah. your launch codes. Yeah. So you can't make. <laughs> can't defend myself. Yeah. <laughs> but on the on the just to close out on that Reddit story in the comments, there was a lot of people sharing their opinions and. The top, some of the top comments were, is this, this sounds like it was a mat enforcer, um, you know, because this guy just joined the gym. It was like his third session. It sounded like that the coach put the mat enforcer on him. And if you don't know what a mat enforcer is, I mean, I've never experienced that. I don't think um, I've sort of mentioned mat enforcers before, but from your perspective as a experienced black belt, what, what is a mat enforcer? Is it needed? Like what, what's the whole deal here for those that don't know? So a mat enforcer is like the the student that the coach set like puts with that new person or with that visitor to to kind of I don't want to say take them down a peg, but almost to to show them what's up, if you will. Is it needed? Well, 
I think it has its place in in the right way. And mat and force is probably the wrong name for it when the way I think it should be used. Um, I've been used as a mat enforcer before, but never in a never with any animosity. It was just kind of in a way to show that new person or that visitor what the level is like at this gym. Okay. So almost like to put the best foot forward almost. Yes, that's a, a better way. that's a better way to put oh, man, I knew I partnered with you. That's yeah. right, you know, <laughs> buzzwords, best foot forward. Are you, are you saying I'm the mad enforcer? <laughs> is that is that where this is going? Oh my God. Kieran, you've been promoted to Matt Enforcer. Excellent. <laughs> Comes with your own belt. It's yellow. Yeah. No, that's white and grey, bro. Oh, that's right, next, right, that's right, the next right. belt. Yeah, yeah. right. Yes. <laughs> Kids belt. I'm sorry. Uh yeah. So I mean, and I've I've never used my students as a mat enforcer, but but you know, sometimes let's say I've got a new student who Yeah, it's like putting your best foot forward. It's a perfect mm-hmm. way to put it. I might have a new blue belt come in, mm-hmm. right? And he wants to join the gym. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you know, I might have a white belt who I know is way is far superior to this blue belt. I might partner them up, not not because I want this white belt to beat this dude, but just so, you know, yeah, I want this guy who's potentially going to join my gym go, man, holy shit, like this white belt's really good. This gym's good. Do you word the white belt up? Do you – because my understanding was like um, when the mat force is being put on you, like the instructor kind of gives the nod, if you will, to uh, whoever is the mat enforcer like, hey, you know, just win, win this round yeah. sort of thing, tap him, yeah. you know, that sort of thing. Like, I mean, do I do that? No. Right? Yeah, but that's uh, how it's sometimes done, right? That's how it's sometimes done, yeah. You know, I think the the term Matt Enforcer is a negative thing because yeah. it's usually the coach saying, hey, dude, go beat that guy up, yeah. right? Within the – obviously within the constraints of the sport. Like it's not – it's not doing it's, – it's being a little bit of a dick. For, from my understanding, uh, just from from what I've seen, like say, for example, if you had like a blue uh, – your example of having a new blue belt come in and maybe the blue belt is putting smash on, a bit too hectic on some of the white belts or whatever or, you know, is just ragdolling people and, and being really aggressive than the – maybe they're being spoken to but they keep doing it so the instructor gives yeah. a nod to a purple I mean, belt, right? Yeah. It, yeah. I mean some gyms will just – Bash just new it. people just because <laughs> in, in a situation like that, yeah. Um, I mean, maybe it's a bit of an outdated mentality, yeah, but I do yeah. love the the ability for jujitsu to to humble people, mm. right? So, if I had like a blue belt come in and he was just if if a blue belt came into my gym, a potential new student, he's trying a class and he's beating all the white belts. I mean, I'm not going to care. It's yeah. like, well, cool, maybe this dude might be. Maybe he's been a blue belt for five years already. I don't know, yeah. right? So him beating white belts, who cares? He's got a blue belt, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. But if he's like beating them in a way where like it's too aggressive or he's hurting them or, or you know, like he's that person's crossed the line, mm. I don't know. I, I mean, I probably wouldn't put them with the mat enforcer. I would just roll with them not to not to enforce on them but just to be like, you know, hey, man, like I can – I can play with you if you want. Like I can, I can roll hard with you too. Yeah. I, and I mean, I think sometimes jujitsu can have a bit of that. You know. Again, the thing I always say 
is it's a full contact combat sport, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean you want to hurt people or whatever, but I don't know. Sometimes they, you know, I think it's a fine line. Mad enforcer in the negative term sh- shouldn't be used, but sometimes, you know, the sport does af- afford this little bit of a, hey man, like it has the ability to always have someone pull you in check. Yeah. Again, I'll give you, you know, uh, another, always talking about surfing and the crossover. Surfing is a sport that, you can always be put in your place. In this case, it's by mother nature, right? You can, doesn't matter how good you are or, you know, but you can always be put in your place, right? And jujitsu has that ability too, just from another person. Yeah, exactly. And if it's done from, if it's coming from the right place, there's no harm. Yeah, no, I agree. And, but the best way to describe it is like you said, putting your best foot forward. Uh, a, A student of mine tried the gym as a purple belt, right? And was getting smashed by our white belts. Not in a, not in, not smashed as in mad enforcer smash, but he was just like, holy crap, man. They're like, these white belts are good. And then he ended up going to another gym because logistically it was closer. And he, and he was then smashing like the, the brown and black belts. And he was like, oh, okay, well, this is an indication that this gym isn't that great. Mm. And he ended up coming back to, to our gym and he's now been with us the whole time. And, you know, when he first came to us, he'd had a bit of time off, which was why he, the white belts were giving him such a hard time. Now he's a very credible purple belt, right? Mm. Uh, but, you know, it was that kind of best foot forward. You know, some of the better white belts were rolling with him. And, you know, and you, you're trying to acquire a new, a new student. You mm. want to show you got the goods. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Got super off topic with Matic Forces. Yeah, but, um, I expect to be uh, given the Matic Forces nod now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, if you, so if you see me, yeah, it'll be funny. We'll, there'll Give be like, nod. yeah, there'll be, a, there'll be a class. Some blue belt comes in, and I'll be, like, I'll be like, Kieran, and you'll be, and you'll be like, yeah, you're like chomping at the bit, <laughs> and I'll, and I'll be like. Go with Kelly, Eric. Go with that. <laughs> go, go with the blue belt. <laughs> yep. Fair. I'll cop that one. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, but anyway, let's go back to to a bit of advice. One that people have started picking on you about at the gym, and I then and I give it back to them is you taking notes. You know. Oh yeah. Take. I got scared for a minute there. Take notes, bro. Like if. Okay, maybe it's not applicable to everyone as in terms of a, a, a learning tool. For me, it's super valuable. I used to always take notes at the end of every class. I don't anymore because it's not every day I learn something new. I mean, potentially could be. There's so mm. much to jujitsu. You know, however, when you're a lower belt, I think taking notes is a great way. You know, it's like a, a, a kind of way of studying. Even if you never look at those notes again, I, I almost never looked at my notes, but it was just the that art of act. Writing. Yeah, hundred oh, percent. Just yeah. the act of writing it down helped kind of, you know, file that memory away. Not oh, not it away, helped, not away, but you know, it's it kind of like hitting the save button in my brain. Yeah, you know, and even other people at the gym make fun of you, and I'm and I and I give it back to them. The mm. other students, the the blue purple belts who are making fun of you for making notes. Dear I'm diary. like, man, yeah, but yeah, yeah, they're always dear diary. Dear diary right? <laughs> Adam was mean to me today. Which often is the case, but yeah. they don't read it. They yeah, don't they, know. They, right? they, 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 they. 
But I, you know, I'm like, man, leave Kieran alone. In a little yeah. bit, dear diary over here is going to be whooping your ass. You know? <laughs> I'll be the mat enforcer. <laughs> yeah, you'll be the mat enforcer. <laughs> what are they dress for the job you want, not oh, the job yeah. you have? Yeah, Kieran, just, Kieran just starts acting like the mat enforcer. Just start wearing a pebble belt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll be like, Kieran, this isn't what I meant about teaching kids classes. <laughs> Kieran's rocked into the kids class. Hey! <laughs> Stop choking licking out. that kid. All right, you and me. <laughs> Start fucking choking out all the four-year-olds. But yeah, I think there's funny. We got uh, off topic, but one of the kids, we've got one one guy, one blue belt, and three of his kids train at the gym. And this little boy, he's, uh, God, how old is he now? Five or six? Five, I think he is. Super cute little kid. I roll with him all the time. Uh, let him win, but he actually legitimately thinks he beats me and he oh, goes wow. on about how easy it is to beat a black belt and all this stuff. And it's funny because his, <laughs> his older brother and older sister who also train yeah. are old enough to know that I'm letting him win. Yeah. Right? But he's not yet at the age where he he realizes it. So he actually – like any if you go and ask him today, like I haven't I haven't rolled with this, this, this little boy for months, right, because of the lockdown – and even though months have passed, if you saw him today, he could still tell you that he's tapped me five times or whatever it is. Like he knows the number, wow. right? <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Don't crush that kid's dreams. I know. I don't know what to do now. It feels yeah. like when when do I tell the kid Santa's not real? Yeah. <laughs> Santa's going to bring him a black belt by the sound yeah. of it. He's earned it. But take notes. I think it's a, a super valuable way to, to imp- Im- improve your learning. Yeah, right. yeah, I totally agree. And it does help to conceptualize and remember things because active recall, right? And I'll put out there to, to anyone listening, immediately after you've finished rolling for, uh, say, an hour and a half session, sit there and try to remember the details. Well, try to remember the techniques, all the techniques that you learned at the start of the class, let alone all the details. Sometimes you're like, oh, fuck, what did I learn? And if you do back-to-back classes and you yeah. write notes at the end, yeah. trying to remember back to the first class, what you actually learned and some details. Sometimes I'm drawing Especially blanks. Especially if, you, like, yeah, if you've done hard rolls and exactly. stuff. Exactly. Yeah. You're fucked. You're buggered. You're sweating. You've got this notebook and you're trying to recall. And then it's tough. Yeah. Active recall. And, and you know, because uh, then maybe something happened in one of the rolls and then yeah. you're trying to remember what, like, why did he get out of your armbar or yeah, whatever. Exactly. And it's so much stuff. And then mm-hmm. you get home and that's why people that, – you know, lose sleep in a good way over mm-hmm. jujitsu. They lie in bed trying to think, trying to remember what the technique mm-hmm. was or trying to figure out why mm-hmm. so-and-so submitted oh, them or like, oh, what happened in that role, you know, trying yeah. to recall. You know, I'm pretty good at recalling my roles, but it will still happen to me. I'm mm-hmm. like, man, what happened? How did we get there? Yeah. What, oh, I did that sweep. I don't even know what it was. How did I do that, you know? Or so it's really good to get wrong. it out of your mind onto paper, even as you said, even if you don't review it. Yeah. And look, if you start keeping a, a journal of all your techniques like you did at, around that white blue belt, you still have them. You showed me them looking back yeah, on you, your, your journey. Yeah, you would come in. You came to me one day yeah. and, you, and you asked. You, you, I can't remember how we got onto you taking notes. I'm mm. not sure if you did that by yourself or if I said in passing you should mm. take notes. But you had already been taking notes for a while. And then you came to me and you said, oh, man – do you have any advice for taking notes? Do you use shorthand? Because yeah. it is a lot of writing. Yeah. And I don't believe I use shorthand, but I said, oh, look, I've still got my old notebooks. I'll bring them in and show them to you so you can kind of look at how I yeah, that was how cool. I took notes. And yeah. yeah, it's something like I've still got – I never look at them. I remember the first even- page that I, I opened up to was one of like your, your 
one of the two notebooks that you brought in, one of many that you have, uh, these are full. And I, I just opened to like first or second page and there was an entire like essay written out, like regurgitated on um, something that Fabio told you. And it was like super conceptual. Uh, I can't even recall what it is, but I pretty much just copied it word for word. And it, was, <laughs> nice. it, was, it was great. It was like uh, straight off the bat, it was this really insightful, conceptual, timeless information about jujitsu from Fabio. So, you know, having that. Well, that's it as that's well. Great. I mean, because sometimes the things you learn aren't even a specific technique yeah. or maybe not even a concept about, the the competitive jujitsu it might just be something you know uh i don't want to say life advice but sometimes when you're in a teaching role or in an instructor role sometimes you say things whether it's one-on-one to the student or lining up or it might be something about mindset for competition and that might be something you write in your notebook yeah it really resonates with you at a deeper level and it's something that you can reflect on and yeah we're getting a little bit philosophical here but i mean I found it very useful. Something my, that warrants the title Dear Diary. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> my, I mean, my, my journal, my um, jiu-jitsu notes have been collecting dust lately because, you know, we haven't been training. But so long. Super keen to, so to get long. that habit we going were, again. I mean, we were in lockdown when we recorded episode one. Yeah. And we're still in lockdown. Episode, episode 18. 18. Yeah. And I wonder what episode will be released by the time we're released. Let's let's take a punt. I reckon 30. <laughs> <laughs> well, I heard on the, I mean, where by the time, it's still a, a little bit away from this episode being released. Mm. However, when I heard on the radio this morning, it said that, you know, for those who listening who don't know, New South Wales, the state of New South Wales in we Australia, live in, yeah. is going for a um, 70 percent double dose vaccination rate is what they say we need to hit to end lockdowns forever is what they say at the same time there's a new strain in south africa or africa uh at the moment that is the most mutated of them all so that's something to look forward to uh but they said we are on track to hit that mid-october that's still six weeks away from today yeah so it's a long time depressed but Good in thing. in, in better news, the podcast will uh, keep on coming. Yeah, so that's right. <laughs> for uh, those that can't train, you'll be able to get your jiu-jitsu fix with this I podcast. Beyond jiu-jitsu. Mm. So the last advice I want to give that I guess kind of, it's like neatly tie all this advice up is training a lot, mm. right? Of course, everyone has different things going on in their life and whatnot. However, I can tell you what, the the data shows and people on average train two and a half times a week obviously you can't train a half time but average in otherwise people train two to three times a week right so if we go back to what we spoke about at the start where people are uh, feeling like they're not progressing and they're looking for a shortcut they're looking for that you know that silver bullet that magic technique or whatever what that's why they're on youtube and all this stuff right? And you're training twice a week. Guess what, bro? You're average. Mm. What are you going to be, Kieran? Average. Average, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, so, I mean, it is something that there's a lot to learn. It takes a long time. I mean, you got to train a lot. It, take, it takes a lot. You know, there's, yeah. you got to put in, Arnie, Arnie said it, bro. Yeah. You got to put in the work. I you, think you, when you remove it all, when you remove all like the, you know, 
wrapping people in cotton wool and and when if we're not pulling our punches here if you want to get really good in a short space of time in jiu-jitsu you have to be on the mats all the time yeah or maybe my advice would be rather than that perhaps my advice could just be you need to understand or adjust your expectations yes if you can only train twice a week or you only want to train twice a week that's fine yeah there's nothing wrong if you want to train once a week because it's just some little side hobby or you do it for the social aspect that's totally cool yeah but but you know don't train once a week twice a week and think that you're going to be as good or get your belts as quick as the guy who's training twice a day five Mm -hmm. days a week Mm -hmm. you know and and i saw that a lot i've got a, a good friend of mine who we trained together in Canada. He came and visited me in Brazil and everything. Really, really good friend of mine. And he used to kind of get a bit bummed that I would progress quicker than him. And now he's now it doesn't bum him. He looks up to me a lot and, you know, I wish we could still train together, but we're, he still lives in Canada. But he used to kind of not get bummed, but just in passing comments would, you know, I would progress quicker than him or more than him. It's like, yeah, but dude, like I've taken the choice to pursue jiu-jitsu as a career. It's like all I do. Yeah. And you're someone who, um, you know, is married and you've got a, a full-time job and you've got your career that isn't jiu-jitsu, you know, when you're in a band and you like, you can't compare those two things. Right. Mm. So just adjust your expectations. If you're doing jujitsu just as a hobby, you know, that's fine. But try and, uh, I know if, you're, if you do jujitsu and you continue to do jujitsu, chances are you have some type of competitiveness in you because the nature of the sport when you're in the gym is you do compete against your training partners. It's friendly competition, but you compete against them. So if you continue to train, chances are you have some competitiveness in you. But you do just have to adjust your your expectations and that that's even advice for myself i um you know when i train with some of my 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 past current and potentially future training partners who are active competitive black belts opposed to me who's not an active really an active i still compete every now and again was supposed to be fighting subversion the in a super fight but got cancelled because of lockdown you know, like I still compete, but I'm not an active competitor who goes to Worlds, who goes to ADCC and all that. So I still even, you know, I'm more a gym owner, instructor, black belt. So when I train with those guys, you know, I have to be okay with the fact that I'll probably get my ass handed to me, you know, because like you can't compare those two things. That dude's an active competitor who's going off trying to win Worlds, right? So my advice would be to train a lot because my advice would be choose jujitsu as your career. (laughs) But you know, you know what I mean? You got to adjust your expectations and have them in line with how much you train. But if you do want to get good, if we circle that back to my advice of not being on YouTube so much and trusting your instructor and all those things and taking notes, like if you want to, if you want to get good, like you got to put in the work and the average person trains two to three times a week. So if you're training three times a week, cool, bro, you just like everybody else, right? You're just going to get better at an average pace and probably be average. Yes. There's superstars here and there, Kieran, right? You know, <laughs> there's Kieran gold medal, his first ever jujitsu competition, right? So, I don't train three times a week, bro. <laughs> no, no, no. But I mean, the superstars. That's what I was saying. Super, you were a superstar. Oh, right. I thought you called me average. No, no, no. I was saying there's superstars, oh, Kieran. Right. Right? Thank you. Uh, you know, 
But yeah, if you're training two, three times a week, you just, well, you're average. Mm. Average person trains two, three times a week. You know, if you want to get good, bro, put in the work. So train a lot. Mm. That's my advice. Yeah. I think that's all. I mean, I have lots of advice, you know, but that's that's all I'm going to give but you Actionable today. items. So to summarize, we uh, effectively have embrace the learning process. This is a lifelong journey. So it's not going to happen overnight. Embrace it and throw yourself in head first. When you're doing that, ask questions, but don't question everything. There's a, there's yeah, a bit of a distinction there. Yeah, there's a difference. So ask clarifying questions, but don't um, needlessly question everything. And then when you get a response from your instructor, trust their response. Have faith in your instructor until proven otherwise. otherwise. ask yourself why you're paying this person exactly. just to not trust them. The learning and, and to realize that the learning never stops. It's it's continually ongoing. To some really practical takeaways, learn core positions and key concepts. So learn your five core positions, yep. uh, both top top and bottom. Learn a, a movement or a, a technique for each of those positions and focus on learning uh, the principles. Yeah, it's just easier to digest that yeah. principle. And that way, if you learn concepts and principles, no matter what position you're in, you have an understanding, you have an idea of what you need to be doing and what to avoid doing. Yep. Next, uh, you gave the advice to take notes. Yep. Um, I, I skipped to stay off YouTube for a purpose, for a reason. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> stay, stay off, off YouTube, YouTube except, um, except for Kieran Lefebvre's channel. Except for the uh, jiu-jitsu channel, Kieran Lefebvre. Yep. Be on that channel, subscribe. And uh, yeah, so take notes and don't make fun of Kieran when he takes notes. I think yeah. you said explicitly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, otherwise the Matten Force will be yeah. coming for you. Yeah, otherwise I'll be covered <laughs> for you. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where we're going with that. I haven't um, given you your badge yet. Oh, right. right. Yeah, you, you it's like a hall monitor for <laughs> Matten Force. I like it. Matt monitor. <laughs> Kieran walks up to class with a cape. I'm like, where'd you get that? <laughs> Capes are cool. And uh, the the final the final point was was if you want to be more if you want to be better than average, you need to train more than the, the average, average person yeah, does. You put in the work, and you know. So if you want to be really, really good at jujitsu in a short space of time, you have to put in the work. And if you're not doing that, temper your expectations. Yep. So your expectations should be aligned with the amount of work you're putting in, and only you will know how much work you're actually putting in. So it's not it's not one of those sports that you just rock up, go home and and you know things that's are just right. going to fall in place like karate. It's it's that's why it's so and even, infamous with lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. And uh I know I know we're wrapping up, but I just want to say it's another example that I give people not YouTube but just extra study, so whether it is taking notes or reading your notes or mentally going through what you learned mm. or whatnot. It, because it is so something that's so hard to learn and it's not something where you just turn up, do your, do your class or whatever and go home. If you, if you want to get good and you only do jujitsu, whether that's physical or mental, mm -hmm. if you only do jujitsu when you're in the gym and never outside of the gym, like you're probably going to progress slow or fail said exam. So the example I always give is if you were at uni and you never studied, if you only did whatever subject you're learning when you're at uni and you never actually like studied your homework or you never actually, you know, worked on the bits that you're struggling on, you'd probably fail all your exams, right? And jujitsu is a bit like that as well because it's so complicated. Yeah. I know it was a little, I mean, I kind of added to the, the wrap up that you so nicely 
consolidated, oh, yeah. but you yeah. know what I mean. No, absolutely. I, you, I totally agree with that. Do you have, I'm going to just putting you on the spot. Do you have any one chunk of my advice as a white belt to my fellow white belts? My advice as a white belt to other white belts. Yeah. Man, you got anything uh, that I didn't cover that you think like you would like to yeah, just plop I think, on top there? I think I will. And you probably, it's probably something that you don't necessarily subscribe agree with. to flow grappling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah don't, donate to flow grappling. They're a great charity. No, I think one thing I would put in there is as a white belt, you need, in my opinion, you should consider alternate training to support your jujitsu. Like I highly recommend doing some form of mobility practice before and after class. Uh, if you add that from the beginning, when you get to black belts on average, you're going to be longevity on the mats is going to be a bit better. So if you're not someone that's flexible or you're not someone that, you know, has ever looked at doing any weight training or any mobility training at all, just consider implementing baby steps early on, build that foundation, build that habit, and uh, you'll be set up for longevity in the long run. So yeah. highly recommend that for all yeah, white belts. Yeah, that's good advice. And if you're super lost in terms of what that entails, I suggest listening to episode 11. Yes. Where we spoke about uh, cross-training, mobility, strength, cardio. Yeah. So if you're lost, that's Check where you go. Check out episode 11. <laughs> now, as a closer, I do want to put out there, this is the last chance to get your questions submitted for the show before we record our Q&A episode, which will be episode number 20. So we record in, into two episode blocks. So that's why uh, we're not waiting for episode 19 to give you the last call. But last call to put your questions out there if you want your question answered on the show. But if you think that you've missed the boat, still submit your question because we'll save that in the bank for the next Q&A. That's right. It'll be a recurring thing kind yeah. of uh, more or less every 10 episodes. Yeah, yeah. You give or take. Depends how many questions we get. Exactly. Maybe the whole podcast just becomes One Q and A. One big Q and A. Probably not, but yeah, uh, roughly every ten episodes, maybe slightly more or less infrequent, mm -hmm. depending on how many episode uh, questions we get. So mm -hmm. feel free to always send them. They can be jujitsu related, lifestyle related, nutrition you know, related, anything. Yep. 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 So if you want to submit a question to the show, jump over to our Instagram, which is Beyond Jujitsu underscore Podcast, and slide into the DMs. Or uh, find us on our own personal social medias. Mine is Kieran Lefebvre. Uh, if you want the spelling, check out our Instagram. You'll find it. Yeah. And Adam can be found at Alliance Sydney, Sydney BJJ. I almost he's said still, he's still I always said Alliance Jiu Jitsu. Yeah, yeah. Alliance Sydney BJJ. Yep, yep. And follow us on Spotify. We're nearly at 100 followers on Spotify. You can do it. Well, I wonder if. Imagine if we're. A hundred by the time. That's okay. We're <laughs> almost there. You'll, yeah. you'll be, you're, you're like, we're at 99. You're the last person. Yeah, come on. I'm talking to you. You know who you are. <laughs> Whoever gets it, we're going to give you a prize. Yep. It will be a secret prize. So follow us on Spotify. And if you want to support the show, please feel free to share this, uh, share the podcast on social media and jump over to our Patreon. If you want to support the show further we have some special goodies over there on patreon jump over to our patreon if you just type in beyond jiu-jitsu or check out our link tree on instagram yeah world's longest outro thanks for listening wow wow wow